Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to the very first episode of Curiosity Save the Dog. Your go-to podcast for exploring the everyday wonders in life, work, and culture. This show is a global affair recorded in three possible native tongues, English, Mandarin, and Cantonese. I am your host, Z. Today, we are excited to sit down with our guest and longtime friend, G. To discuss his experience all in English, we're going to talk about his newly fatherhood, career from a car enthusiast to a programmer, to his current project. Why are you here? Maybe you're on a quest for deeper meaning in life, seeking new perspectives, or just looking for that motivational boost. Well, you have found your ultimate dog park where we can unleash our curiosity and bark freely. So, are you ready to question more, learn more, love more? Let's dive in. Yeah, you just basically reminiscing, like, like you know, picking a career versus a life, essentially at twenty six, right? Yeah, that's also a great topic, by the way. I always want to ask you, like, that's that was kind of like today's call too, by the way. Later on, you can even explain me how is your career progress because I never. And really talk deeper of how you've been since the last few years, especially COVID after COVID, right? Like your career and all that. So, but anyway, continue. Yeah. No, I mean that's a good topic to get into because, at least in the last two or three years, it ties directly to you know having a kid. So,、mm-hmm. um, but to kind of just go back, yeah, it's like I I can imagine a world where you know if. Steph was pregnant at that point in my life, where I was, you know, struggling with what I wanted to do career-wise and like everything. There's like a pretty high likelihood of just would have bitten the bullet and like picked something, like not something I liked, but just like、mm. something that was easily attainable. Yeah, and consistent, and so like. And part of me is like terrified of that idea. Like, I wouldn't want to be a fucking district manager at O'Reilly Auto Parts or something like. That sounds terrible. Shit. So, Dude. Order <laughs> of magnitude less money. Yeah. Like it. So it's just. Yeah. Yeah. So I th- there's a but also conversely like. Being twenty six, I could have used all that stupid energy of like going out and going to festivals and doing all that stuff and like been super active and like a dad and you know felt like I had more energy to contribute.、Mm-hmm. Uh, not that I like try not to now, but there's like definitely days where it's just like I'm dead like physically at the end of it. You know, it's just like all right. And just jump on me. I'm gonna lay here for like five minutes. <laughs> that's all I have left. So, and I think the the big thing is like, you know, I don't I don't feel like I have energy for the things necessarily that, like, I just want to do for myself or,、oh. um, you know, like our relationship, like. Stuff and I, or you know, whatever, like cleaning the house, or you know, all the just BS stuff that you have to still do in life. So it's just, you know, the end of some of those days, just like, oh man, sometimes I wish I had a kid at like twenty five. This would be so much easier. But 
there's a give and take on yeah. the end of it. There, there isn't like a right answer either. So, yeah. Wow, that that is so. You know, if you didn't talk about these, I couldn't make these simulations because it sounds like, right? If you had a kid earlier, your career would be totally different. And I think that applies to a lot of people who had kids early in their life. It just feels like back in the days, well, our like at least you grew up in Kirtland, right? But for 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 me, like in a small town, scream, uh, scream, anyone that you know decided to have kids even earlier in life, uh, they just end up. Stuck in this world, and and now I understand even better because from your perspective, like you could have not made a better career change, and then stuck in your previous career easily. You had you make a decision based on financial reason purely. You couldn't even make any make any gamble onto a better better choice. But then on the other hand, now that getting older, but. Would you? Um, this is interesting because can now you're using some of your career capital to buy some of these times back for、yeah. your family, right? You whether going to daycare or all that stuff,、uh, but still you wish that they have more energy. Oh or, sure. Or you think there's more energy, or you just feel like maybe whether or not you you are today, you already not gonna have that much energy even back in twenty six years old. <laughs> I I mean it's one of those things like you you just never know.、Mm. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. It, it's such a hard one to like go back and forth on. I mean, I feel comfortable where we are now, and I'm happy we made the decision we did because. You know, Steph and I got to have a very long relationship together, where it's just us. And I also think that prepared us, like as a couple, like、uh, in our relationship, and made us a lot stronger. So that now, you know, when one of us is exhausted, we can kind of deal with that a little bit better than we might have when we were younger.、Mm, yeah.、Um, You know, because we we've been together now.、Uh, we talked about this, I think it's like fifteen years. Oh shit! It's been this been long. Fuck. Two thousand six. Right. Two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. I think two thousand eight or two thousand nine. Two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. Like the summer of that, I think. Yeah. yeah. Sounds about right. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, man. Wow. Yeah, a lot of trade-off. Sounds like a lot of trade-off, and it's a difficult trade-off too, and it's a very tough trade-off. Yeah, I mean, it's not like we're alone in it either. I mean, we're not the only people with kids, so in in a lot of ways, that's nice. It's like it, at least you know, especially Stephanie has a bunch of girlfriends that all have kids that are the same age, and so she has like a really good support network, and then. I think we've talked about this before, but we joined that Peps group,、mm, um, yeah, like the parent group.、Mm-hmm. That's that's been really good. Like,、um, we got together like all the dads、uh, from the group for my birthday, and you know just went out to dinner and you know had some beer and just got to kind of catch up and you know. Build that relationship, and you know, just talk about our kids, and you know, everything going on. So it's just nice to have that group. It was all, you know, 
as I like to say, suffering and celebrating together. So, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's the highs and lows of having a toddler, but it, it's just nice to have that support network and just be able to like text somebody like, oh man, like, you know, my kid did this or, you know, what's going on in your life? Because everyone's kind of in a similar situation. You know, they, everyone's about the same age. So everyone waited a little bit longer to have kids. Okay, that's nice. And, you know, most people are pretty far along in their careers too. And so we're all kind of on equal footing, which is, is really helpful. That's awesome. Because this is another topic that I definitely want to just maybe talk about too. So do you like, okay, family is coming together. How about friendship, relationship and community, right? Like I imagine, you know, even you and I kind of like, you know, didn't talk that much in the last few years. And I can only imagine you and your other friends as well, um, you know, because it's already taking up so much of your energy, your family, which is, you know, that's just a natural course, right? How has you maybe adjusting to this new kind of community that you're belonging to, which is dads uh, in your age, in Kirkland, in this, you know, hugely dynamic place where it just becomes so affluent since the day that you were born. There's so many, you know, multiple things happening around your life. And now you've got to find this group of supportive network for you yourself too. So a couple of things, community, supportive network, and then the transition from, uh, you know, having a f- relationship to having a family, maybe kind of three area of community. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's a good one. Um, to be honest, it's, it's been really difficult. I mean, COVID did not help obviously. Um, but we're already kind of in that transitional point of our lives. And so it's really interesting. Like, I think you kind of find out, like, I don't want to use the word, like who your true friends are or that phrase, but more of like, who, who is like worth the effort as terrible as that sounds, but like, you know, and like who kind of aligns also with where you're going. And those things aren't always like perfectly matched. Like, you know, Alex and myself, we were really good friends for a long time, but we've also kind of drifted apart a little bit too, just because he's in such a different place in his personal life. Correct. And, you know, it makes it harder to connect on some of those things. Like, I mean, obviously like, we can get together and talk and like, you know, it, it's easy and everything, but it's also, it's like, it makes it harder to explain certain things. Um, but hi, buddy. We're going to go to the park. Are you going to go to the baby park? Lyndon said he wants to see Z. Oh, hi, see Z. Lyndon. Thank you for coming seeing me. Am I your favorite uncle yet? Am I your favorite uncle? <laughs> what? What 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 brand of car do you like the most? Tell me, Uncle Z might get you a new set of toys next time we I see you. <laughs> Which do you like? Do you like Mercedes or Porsche better? All Lamborghini, all Ferrari. Or Lamborghini. Do you like Lamborghini? Nope. How no. How about what's your what's your favorite car? Oh, a side by side. Oh, you have that in your hand right now. Wait, which one? <laughs> 
it, it's called a side by side. It's like a an ATV with a cage on it. Oh, okay, okay, awesome. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah boogie. There we go. There we go. Awesome. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right, I'm going to yeah. keep that in mind. Let me take. Let me write that down. Getting <laughs> a side by side. Okay, good. Yeah. It's done. Fair warning though, it'll probably change by the end of the night. Oh, so. yeah. oh shit. Okay, so I just yeah. need to get your set of cars all together. Then you will have a choice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, he likes a lot of them. You? Are you going to go play in the sand? Yeah. Ooh. Can you go potty with mommy? Yeah. 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 Okay. Has he has he sent the sand? Seen the you guys never taken him to uh like a desert right like a sand dune like in Portland or like yeah. in Oregon or like somewhere. Yeah. Oh, you have. Yeah, we took him. To, we took him to Mexico. Oh shit! Then, he already seen all the sand. Then, uh, we, we took him to the Oregon coast too. Oh, okay, okay. So, Did he like yeah. the sand oh. stuff? Oh, okay, yeah, that was his. That's like that. I think he's talking about that we're probably gonna go to tonight, and it's just like. This whole field, like sand. of sand. Yeah. So I'll send you a picture of it. He's just like playing in it and loves to be in it. So. Oh wow! I don't think he's at the beach when he's there, but <laughs> kind of like wow! Yeah. How lucky you are, Lyndon. Already yeah. seeing the sand. We have a beach nearby. Can you say bye bye, Jesse? Can you say bye bye, Jesse? Can you can you tell me where you're going? Sure. Where are you going? We're gonna go pick blackberries. Yeah. Blackberries. blackberries. We're gonna go to Baby Park. To Baby Park? I'm gonna call Baby Park. We're gonna play the show. Yeah, yeah, Baby Park. We're gonna play the show. Okay. Okay. Have fun, guys. Okay. Okay. Say bye bye to Z. Bye. 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 B
but you know, it's not just you, it's, you know, Stephanie has a bunch of girlfriends that have moved all over. Yeah. And I think just in her nature, Stephanie is better at maintaining those friendships. She's just like a text monster. Like (laughs) I'm just not. And so it's harder for me to maintain those. And so I think I definitely have like a smaller subset of friends that I kind of like call my own. Um, and, but thankfully there's a lot of overlap between Stephanie and me, you know, been together for so long. Most of our friends know us like as a couple. Mm. And so, um, you know, thankfully I'm kind of riding on her social planning to coattails a little bit, but yeah, it's, it's hard. And, um, the whole reason we actually moved to Kirkland during like the tail end of the pandemic was to be closer to my mom, um, and, you know, to kind of try to build up that community. So we actually lived with her for uh, like six months. Yeah. I remember um, that I was there visiting too for yeah. just a short time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. For the Christmas. And then, yeah. Yeah, and then we, we got a place here in Kirkland because we want to stay close. And then she moved away because um, basically her house is too big and too expensive for her to stay in. Um, and but it kind of sucks now because we're in this weird area where my mom's about 25 minutes away and Stephanie's parents are 25 minutes away in the opposite direction. And, you know, Tracy and David are over here, Melanie's over here, and, you know, it's just we're, we're kind of out here on our own. Mm. Um, yeah. We don't, we don't have, like, a great, like, social group here in Kirkland. It, it's still mostly people we know, like, from Seattle. And so it just adds that one extra additional step of, like, making it harder to, like, hang out with people so yeah yeah i i bet too um, it that that area while it's dynamic but it push out from just talking to you guys and doing my own like collective observation i think a lot of the people that end up moving into that area would be a little bit north of where you guys at probably in bothell at least the group that was like in the generational able to afford houses right or something like that would be north of Bothell and then and then but the rest of the group like you said they just either stay in Seattle or maybe Northgate South Seattle uh, but not on the east side at all yeah yeah yeah, South Seattle yeah that's a big big hot popular spot for for because of combination of cars jobs and a bunch of personal stuff so I I guess If you don't mind me, just dig around on this topic too, because uh, you know myself is, you know, I was telling stuff too. You, I probably one of the biggest things is finding belonging, even connection, even as much as a social butterfly I am. But you know, there's a point where I travel so much, hang around so much people. In the last few few years, I find it difficult to fit into my own reality uh, abroad mm-hmm. as well. And for for you, what you just told me, bring up a couple points of one, you know. Uh, your close friends are changing, uh, and and to be very fair too, like uh, Alex still going through his thing, and this was his physical, yeah. his both his physical and mental is taking a kind of uh, just a different place, you know, just different timing them them you me oh, sure. Sean, uh, and then 
so friends uh, a big one and then this going from whole like a geography of people wanting to hang out to now a geography of people not want to hang out completely different um how are you realistically adapting to that like just by your i know you have spent a lot of energy energy at work already and family yeah oh sorry oh yeah 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 Oh yeah, how are you adapting to that? I mean, you you say it's tough. What was what was so what was some of the the toughest moment or some of the thing that you you realize that like wow, one day you're sitting here getting a drink and all of a sudden you couldn't find someone to like for for me out in China and now in Singapore these last three years were just simply actually connecting with people back in the U.S. helped me to be more grounded to be honest and and that is why sure. I'm. Even realizing this and making all this effort now, connecting with you, stuff, and all these people, realize helped me. Uh, uh, and yeah. you know, yeah. Well, first off, I I do appreciate it because it, it's something I'm I've just always honestly been poor at is you know maintaining friendships. Um, I think I've been a combination of lucky and lazy. Where most of the people within kind of my general circle have been close in like physical proximity, mm-hmm. and so the level of effort required to like maintain that relationship is pretty low. Mm. And I haven't really had to like push that to to like maintain it until much more recently. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, I I don't know I'm. I'm definitely more like of an introvert too than Stephanie is. And so kind of just my general nature, like I tend to, if I have free time, like I want to read a book or like watch a show or like do a project on my own. And then the problem with that though, is that when I get to the point where it's like, man, I really wish I like could hang out with somebody, you know, it it's late in the game to that, you know, because Kind of going back to earlier, you know, everyone's got their life now. Like, you know, they're um, making, they have their own friends. They got their careers, whatever. And so, you just have to plan a lot further out than what you used to. You know, in college, like yeah, yeah, you yeah, you totally turn and find somebody, right? Like yeah. somebody was at least free. And like, even well into our twenties, like we had a pretty. Good like core group of people, we either lived with or like close to, and so like, you could always find something to do. Yeah, um, and you know, no one had kids yet. Everyone still lived in Seattle, and so it's like been one of those slow unravelings mm. where I feel like I've just kind of like woken up and like, oh shit, like you know, either no one's here anymore or like I haven't put in the effort to like maintain this because wow. you have to now. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I have like a specific instance of that, but no, that's already really like 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 thanks for opening up. It just I think that's that's hard, right? Like you just real really identifying two things at the same time. It's in one is just all of a sudden, oh, one is investing time forward, like he just being very honest about um 
you know, you cannot just show up one day anymore and then two is location yeah. and situation or where everyone kind of grow into whatever uh, uh, phrase of their life and, and, and that's different than yours <laughs> and, and that makes everything very difficult. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, I think one thing that struck me the most was that when you say you're introvert, I think that was one thing that where as we grow up, it becomes harder because we either become different, or, I don't know, maybe become different is the word, but the term is like we become more we who we are. And, and you know, from what I know you and I bet from our mutual friend that who knew you, we would never yeah. identify you to as an introvert, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, so we would kind of ex- maybe have some expectation of you mm-hmm. or you have expectation of us that where uh, that might also be a be a probably a variable of why this whole friendships and everything kind of switch because our identity becomes more truer I guess <laughs> yeah well that's a really good point because um, Steph and I talk about this every so often because i have to remind her sometimes like yes i'm actually an introvert (laughs) that's who i am believe it or not yeah and uh so i guess two things that i want to say on that one is like i feel like i'm personable like Mm -hmm. i i can pretty much talk to anyone for you know at least for a while and, and get to know them and i'm I'm pretty easygoing, like, you know, obviously I have opinions, but if I'm meeting someone for the first time, I can kind of mold myself around them a little bit and, you know, talk to them, which, which I think is good. But at least for me, the definition of introvert is more around the energy exchange in order to do these things. Yeah. So like, for Stephanie, you know, she'll go see a friend or somebody she hasn't seen in a while, and she'll come back absolutely jacked. Just like <laughs> I can show picture that. <laughs> we're gonna do all these things. We're gonna plan three vacations with them. Like, oh my god, that was me. Hell for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, it is different. Yeah, I also appreciate. Doesn't want to do anything, uh, but <laughs> the difference I think is like I'll go out and I'll have a great time. Like don't get me wrong, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll see whoever I'm going to see, connect, feel really good about it. You know, happy I spent the time doing it. But when I get home, like all right, I'm done. Like I, I've used my social energy for the day, mm. and like Stephanie will come up and be like, "How was it? Tell me everything." Blah blah. I'm like okay, like, here's the cliff notes, and yeah, that's it, okay, I'm done, she's like, well, aren't you, like, stoked, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna go to bed now, (laughs) 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 that conversation got so dead, (laughs) yeah, it's just, like, different energy, and, yeah, so I guess that's the thing, it's like, I've always been that way to a degree, yeah, but, you know, when we were in college, I just had more energy, right? Yeah. And also, it was, it was more of a priority for me, too, to meet people and, like, be sociable. So, like, when that's at the top of your list, even as, like, an introvert, you can still give more energy to that process. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, it's like, I've got a family, I've got friends that I care about already, like, I want yeah. to just maintain those. Like, I don't 
need to meet new people. Like, I don't want to spend a whole bunch of energy doing this if I don't have to, which sounds really bad, but like, it's, you know, it's, it's fine. It's, you, you, you're coming to your identity too a little bit. That's hugely yeah. important. And uh, we, we use this phrase, I don't know if Steph's told you it, but uh, there's like the whole idea of spoons. I, I don't remember where she got this, but let's say you wake up in the morning and I'm just picking a random number here. You wake up and you have 30 spoons, right? Yeah. And those spoons represent like a decision in your life. Yep. And, you know, throughout the day, you, you hand out the spoons, making decisions. And, you know, a lot of the time, by the time you get home, you're down to like one or two spoons. Yep. And I feel like that same analogy applies a little bit to like the social life. It's like, yep. I just have fewer spoons now at the start of the day. And mm. then the spoons that I do have are like handed out to like Linden or my job or, you know, trying to talk to the friends that I don't talk to enough as is. And so, you know, the, the, the room for creating new connections is, is just that much harder. Yeah. 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 yeah this is, um, interesting just because you know uh but yeah i think what you just uh, uh talk about is uh, decision fatigue and uh this is uh, definitely one of those things and then the fact that you recognize that you have less energy that's even harder right and, and that's not that yeah. just i remember our past uh vp at uh one of the company he's like yeah for every 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 speech I make, I have my secretary block out the next hour for me to have downtime. Like, wow, that's exhausting. And he's a VP of such a big company that he has to do speech and presentations like pretty much all the time. So it must be very brutal for him as well. So I can imagine the same for you. Um, have you ever, I, I, I'm wondering, do them introverts get along with each other and maybe them have more positive energy by spending quality time being in the presence of each other? This is maybe this is a research maybe I would go down a little rabbit hole on after this conversation. Like maybe, you know, I I know a lot of girls who all guys who put on their profile, you know, I just want to spend time with you being with do nothing. And and does that happen sometime between you and Steph, just being in each other's presence, do nothing. Does that recharges your energy so then then that brings to the next question like next time we hang out we can just do nothing does that make sense <laughs> i don't know is this an idea we're running by you yeah uh i guess to go to the first one like introverts hanging out with introverts i i think maybe in some ways yes it is less taxing because there's certain things like you don't have to explain mm. or like certain fears that you can both kind of agree on. Um, whereas like, you know, I mentioned earlier, like everyone's going to have to explain to Stephanie, like, Hey, like, I'm really glad we saw these people, but like, I want to go home and not talk to someone for like 48 hours, you know, afterward. Whereas like someone who's already introverted, it, it's kind of like an unsaid understanding. Mm. So I guess in that regard, maybe, but I don't know. I mean, socializing is still like socializing, but it, it's so hard because 
you know, nothing in our personalities or in life is truly black and white. It's, you know, I have my good days and my bad days. And, okay, you know, maybe in a week, if you catch me on a different day, I'll say something completely different. But, you know, it, it just, it's so situational. And I, and I think that's maybe the thing. It's much more situational for me than it is for Stephanie. Oh. Whereas, whereas I feel like pretty no pretty much no matter what, unless she's just like absolutely destroyed because she's sick or tired or something like, yeah, she will engage in that social activity and feel better because of it. Yeah. Whereas me, like that's much less of a guarantee, but like, you know, if it's someone like yourself, like, you know, I haven't talked to in a long time, like that's still exciting for me. It still gives me like, you know, energy. So it's wholly dependent. But like, if you ask me to go talk to some like, random person that Steffi met at the farmer's market and like, Hey Graham, we're going to go have dinner with him and just be like, Oh gosh, oh. like, I don't want to do that. That sounds terrible. Like, Dang. you know, so it depends so much. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. And, and I'm trying to remember, you had a, like a third question in there too, right? What was the last one? I kind of forgot, but I was just, all I had to do is comment is that, my immediate thought is that, you know, the friends you have and then of those one that I know of, the first thing I can bring up on these, most of them were probably somewhat of more like on Stephanie's extrovert side, kind of like me, Steph, versus, um, versus uh, someone like you. So that makes it very hard for you that really to even maintain these friendships. Does it like um in some some extent? Yeah, uh, I don't know. I I guess honestly, I've never thought about it from like the perspective of like trying to maintain the relationship. You know, maybe there's different. It kind of goes back to you know introverts hanging out with introverts. It's like yeah. there's that un, unspoken understanding, and maybe it's kind of the same thing for extroverts. Where I don't, Stephanie just like she texts she has a whole list of friends that you know she texts like either daily or you know at least weekly yeah and i just don't do that you know in the same way and and maybe that's it you know i i I don't know yeah uh, but but to be to be very fair, I think she's just very good at maintaining a relationship. Let's just give her credit because I think I'm just bad at it too. <laughs> I think as an where I don't text a group of friends. I would just I think what I have used is the memes. I everyone uses that. It's a cheap way to just send to the boys like shitty memes and then <laughs> when somebody would like something and somebody comments something once in a while. <laughs> so it's yeah. like the modern way of keeping social interaction without being too cheesy between the guys <laughs> yeah no i mean that's a really good point so i have, I have a friend uh who lives in spokane and ironically he's probably the guy i talk well talk is a loose term mm. communicate with the most and it's because he constantly sends me memes on instagram oh and like I, I feel like I have to respond. And, <laughs> uh, and like, you know, I'm not going to say our conversations are deep, but, you know, I probably have the most interaction with him out of 
probably most of my friends. Yeah, he works. No, I have the same person. I have the same person. He he just a crypto bro, and he just sends me meme all the time. That never stops. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like I I've slowly over the years, you know, I've pulled out actual bits of information about him. But you know, <laughs> it's, it's so dude, it's just random like meme culture crap. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Wow. Um, I don't want to do a time check. It's so it's almost like a an hour plus now. Uh, you know. Um, it's I'm, I'm I'm good. Like okay. I've eaten and uh, Steph and Winter at the park. So okay. Um, awesome. We're, we're good. Wow. Yeah. Um. Okay. Um. Maybe just go on to your career a little bit, cause uh, you know, you 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 said about your career at Twenty Six Change and. And I remember yeah. parts of it. You know, you went from a uh, managing a retailing store to to an ultimately engineer. And uh, between the two, you are actually a designer at heart uh, for your major. So you have like bunch of stuff right. that doesn't really go your way, and you had to figure out what that way is. Twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight. I think up lead to that point, and uh, how. How has your career has progressed, especially in the last five years? I think ultimately, the last five years is where you accelerate once you found a foot footing, and then you kind of jump around the work and then get the pay recognition and everything. You can start anywhere. Can tell me anything. <laughs> oh man, uh, I feel like it's been such a journey too. Yeah,、um, I guess maybe like honestly, college is a good place to start because I think. When I started college, I was pretty ambitious. I wanted to do like all the things, which、mm. I feel like is like common. You know,、like、yeah, it's it's a new experience. You're kind of on your own for the first time, and、uh, you have that latitude to make those decisions for yourself. And you know, I came into college honestly kind of like underprepared. I think.、Uh, mm. Like maybe a little bit of mentally and emotionally, not from like a a book smart perspective, but from a oh shit, this is actually going to be really hard, and、oh. I have to myself like fully to this.、Um, this sounds bad, but high school was so easy for me that it completely did not prepare me for. The reality of like a proper four year college experience, yeah, and I really struggled that first like two quarters, but I also like bit off way more than I could chew. I joined the rowing team, so that's practice six days a week. Yeah,、um, I was working part time, so I was working on the weekends. Fuck, dude. I Joined a fraternity. Yep, <laughs> you were drinking most of the time. <laughs> yeah, and then I decided to do the engineering track. Yeah, which is, you know, physics, calculus, and chemistry for the first year. Yeah, which are、uh, and this is a, you know, it's not like these are like, you know, easy courses to do, and I I just like try to do way too much. And I just sucked at everything basically.、Um, I, I burned myself out physically. 
I got super sick. I got like a lung infection. I dropped a crew. I ended up dropping like a class because I was just failing out. Shit. Like, and I, I weirdly the only thing that I kept was the fraternity. <laughs> Which in some ways actually ended up being good because because I did so poorly that first quarter, I was like immediately on uh, what do you call it probation. probation. Yeah, and so like. I couldn't go to like certain social functions and I was required to go to the library every night and like check in and check out, which, which ended up being really good. Cause it forced me to get my shit together. Yeah. And you know, I also had a group of people that I was doing it with. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it kind of was a, a shock to the system and, uh, yeah. But anyway, so I ended up ultimately, maybe shifting back a little too hard. So I just kind of went way too lax and then ended up switching, you know, to the design program, which was great. I, I really liked it. I was involved with it, but, um, you know, ultimately I think there were fewer opportunities with that and, um, you know, just being completely honest too, like I, again, just didn't push myself far enough. Like, I, I think I could have been successful in that, like, world, but I just didn't understand, like, mm. this is what I need to do to ultimately be successful. And especially for that one, it was much less, if you do your homework assignment and get good grades, that's it. That's all you need to do. Oh. But... Mm for design that that's not enough you okay. know you need to be a build a portfolio you need to really network and like leverage those networking opportunities and i just didn't and yeah yeah so um man sometimes i look back and i'm like holy shit i just got super lucky um but yeah i i, I got the job with sean and uh the, the place I worked, it was called Extended Results, which I promised was not a male enhancement pill company. It's <laughs> um, a, a data consultancy. But I got to work with really smart people who were willing to share their knowledge and expertise, which I have since found out in the engineering world is not a given. Um, there are a lot of people who like want to either hold on to it or just have no interest in trying to like better someone else. Um, and I just kind of got like a crash course in computer science and you know, the Sean, you know, obviously has done very well. He's CTO of his company. And then I worked with another guy, Will, who is now like the senior director of engineering at, uh, smart sheet, mm. which is like a, fortune 500 yeah yeah shit like you know these are like really smart people and so i just got extremely fortunate in that and worked there for a while we got acquired by some um equity company of course we got shut down yeah (laughs) and then uh i went and ended up working kind of for like another queens at a design company Mm -hmm. And that was like kind of what I refer to as like my startup years because it was just chaos. You know? mm. 
companies would, you know, they have a, a deadline because they're maybe running an ad campaign or launching a website to go with a product launch or whatever. Mm. And so that one really taught me is just like how to get shit done when it needs to get mm. done. And, uh, yeah. And also how to pick up new technologies quickly because that was part of the job. Like you didn't always necessarily know what language or platform or what you were going to be working on. Yeah. But you needed to learn it quick and then be able to execute with that within, you know, sometimes a, a month. And so that, that was really great experience. And I got absolutely zero handholding at that job. Uh, I guess that was kind of my earlier reference to people who have no interest in helping others. Uh-huh. Uh, I worked with this other engineer, brilliant guy, really smart. Um, felt really bad for his family because he would just work weekends and nights and seemingly wanted nothing to do with them. Uh, That's sad. Kind of sad. Shit. But I remember very distinctly him at some point pretty early on just being like, oh, just so you know, like, I'm not going to mentor you at all. Like, oh. that's just not my thing. Oh. And I was like, oh, oh okay. Just that's stop bleeding. Weird. Okay, that's perfect. Okay. Uh, nice guy, though. Like, yeah. Yeah, nothing wrong with them. Well, he's uh, setting up just, boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. But, it, you know, as a super, still pretty junior developer, like, that was kind of shitty to hear. Oh, damn. But, yeah, anyway, uh, worked there for a while, got completely burned out. Uh, probably worked there too long and effectively found out that I was making like pennies, you know, compared to like what someone with my level of experience and yeah. tenure in the industry made. And uh, I doubled my salary with the next job. Like yeah. that's how much I'm being underpaid. Like, Shit. <laughs> so that, that was a bit of an eye opener. Uh, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, so for the last, Five years now, I've been working in like more corporate companies, so uh, Nordstrom and Starbucks. And, you know, it has its pros and cons. Uh, anything corporate moves slow. It's got a bunch of red tape. You got to get approval from like four different people to do anything really big. Yeah. But the workload and the work-life balance is pretty sweet. Yeah. Like, I start at nine, I end at five. If I need to leave early, I can. Like, I can take sick days, you know, it's flexible. Um, I could probably go make more money somewhere else. Mm -hmm. But there's also that balance of like, it's it's just pretty cake at the moment. Yeah, um, yeah. Although, to, to be completely honest, that is starting to wear out. I think when Lennon was born and for the first two years, my number one priority was like, just take the thing that's low stress and easy and, you know, it still pays well. It's not like I'm in the poorhouse. Um, mm. But now I'm like, okay. I'm starting to kind of get over this. I'm starting to get hungry again for mm -hmm. a challenge. And it's like, he's old enough now where I'm the less concerned. And honestly, even if we had a second kid, like 
at least I'm not just learning everything for the first time. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence again. Um, probably start applying for new jobs in a little bit. Just like, I feel like I've kind of hit like what I can do at this company. Mm. Uh, yeah. Which is kind of sad in some ways because I really do like the people I work with and the culture there is pretty cool and I get a ton of free coffee, but um, you know, I, it's that thing. It's like, I don't want to just get complacent yeah, and then get to that point in my career where I'm like, how come everybody else is, you know, way ahead of where I am or how come I've fallen out of like whatever the new tech is like, yeah. And also that second part's more important to me than like trying to play, keep up with the Joneses. So, yeah, yeah. It, 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 I think that's the tough part in our, in our, you know, in our generation. It's, it's, we already, we, all of us already know that between our generation and our parents, it's just, you can stick with the same job and don't really worry about uh, getting replaced. But now, you know, with AI and everything, especially your field too, uh, that is uh, inevitably uh, kind of like, you know, dark voice on the behind of your head is like you know learn more be better and and otherwise uh the competitiveness of the nature of our jobs as well and also the cost the rising cost right i think you know the ultimately uh when you when you just talk about your job the the question immediately rise on my head too was also you know last time we were there we talked about uh, you know you guys want a house in kirtland want to have a the better education for for your kid kids could be and 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 that would be extremely difficult compared to the average people in Kirtland who are you know second generation of a decent family where they already got house taken care of or they are already another 10 plus year senior than you guys or just various right. reasons right it just becoming a different um but um but maybe just before ending this topic to just so how what being an engineer now are you still doing are you seeing yourself progressive a little bit in terms of the engineering field what does that look like for you in terms of even so in the work oh in, in your work in your work right while you say it's work-life balance but maybe are you seeing yourself progressive in terms in the field that you're on uh and mm. what does it look like in terms of progression besides the typical like oh you got to be a manager and then be a director right like what does that actual progression that maybe tailor more to you because i i i i'm guessing you might not even care if you be a manager if you get more interesting project to work on right i don't know maybe i'm wrong yeah. maybe you want to be a manager <laughs> No, it's funny you bring that up. Um, I've kind of gone back and forth on this before. Mm -hmm. uh, I think for me, at least from what I've seen with what Stephanie does yeah. and with like what my manager does, all the things that they do as a manager are all the things that I dislike most about work. <laughs> <laughs> And so, yeah, I, there's this weird thing in the back of my head, 
and I don't know where it comes from, you know, the zeitgeist, America, my mom, whatever, I don't know, probably not my mom, my dad, but like, you know, be a manager, progress, like get to that next level. And I'm trying to find something, I guess, to like still progress, right? You know, I don't want to just stay like a senior engineer for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Like so much of that progression just leads to management yeah. and like, you know, taking on more paperwork and planning. And it's just like, those are all the things that I don't want to do. So it, it's kind of tough. I, I don't fully know. I, I think at least in my field, there's kind of two options. It's either you go management route, you know, like lead engineer or, um, engineering manager or whatever, or you can move to the product side or director or whatever. Um, or you just become like an expert in like an extremely yep. narrow principle. Yeah. Like principal engineer, yeah. or like, you know, architecture or AI or, you know, some specific language or database or whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, to be complete, like neither of those sound great. Like the oh, part shit. that I love about yeah, like the part I love about my job is I get to do all this different shit. Like, and like, oh, I you, see. I know and all I these different languages. I know all these different technologies. I I don't know. Like, I'm I don't know if there's a career path for like generalists. <laughs> so. Oh. Yeah. I never thought about it this way. Becoming a principal just makes you very. Yeah, because I was like, what I would lean towards is either manager or principal, but then uh, be a generalist. Is that a job for generalists? No, because then you will not be... I Then you have to be a company advisor. But then how the right. hell do you advise? You have to be... You still have to trade off to be an expert in some domains and using that as your leverage to other domains. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't know is kind of where I'm at right now. Um, I, I mean, realistically, probably more towards like the principle. It just makes more sense. And and I think I'm being a little harsh on that. Like, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure you can still be a principal engineer and have like a wide depth of knowledge or a wide yep. range of knowledge. Um, but yeah, it's, so much of it is like creating these <laughs> this like document paper trails for non-technical managers and like it's just like i just want to write code i just like want to do the problem solving like the part mm. of the job that's interesting um and like i i know there will always be portions of the job that require you to do that but like i just don't want my whole like day-to-day -to, -day to be that yeah i see but in terms of writing codes with the whole AI thing, do you see writing code becoming obsolete? And I know the, the, the argument here is that uh, the machine probably doesn't write perfect codes and you would take someone like you to fix fix the nitty gritties, right? Like, how are you seeing yeah. all, all this with just, is writing code becoming a, not necessarily obsolete, becoming, you might have to be even more I don't know what's more advanced than writing code. What's the progression from beyond writing code? 
managing AI. I nah, yeah. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> I mean, I think the answer to both questions is kind of yes, right? Oh. Um, so, like, at least today, where we are, if if you went on the um, any of the AIs, like uh, Bard is pretty good about writing code, mm-hmm. but. I mean, if you went on there and you're like, hey, I need a like a sales website that does this and processes credit card transactions and has an about page and a product listing page, and I need to connect to a SQL database, and you know, I want to host on this platform and do all these things, AI will get you close. Yeah. It'll get you like 50 to 70% there. Okay. Like but at the end of the day, you still have to kind of know a little bit what you're doing. It's it's not there yet. Okay. But, the, you know, we're also in the infancy, really, of this technology. Yeah. And so it will get better, and it will get to the point where it can do a lot of that stuff. But at least for now, it can't do it all on its own. It's... and. Honestly, there's a, a skill unto itself into prompting the AI properly. So it's a little bit like finding answers for a tech problem on Google, right? Mm. It's like you kind of have to learn how Google works and what keywords to use and how to leverage the platform to like find the answer you're looking for. And AI is very similar where it's like, mm. If you want it to do something, you have to know how to prompt it in the right ways and give it specific instructions. And that requires knowledge of good code to do. And so I I took this uh, intro to like AI class that Starbucks put on just because that'd be cool to do. And it it was really interesting, but the, the cool part about it was that I was the only engineer or a person with a like software development background on the group that I was put in. Oh. So it was like a salesperson and a business development person and like in a, I forget what the last person did, but like non-technical fields. Yeah. And for them, when they saw it like put code and then they were able to like start something in their web browser, they're like, this is amazing. Like <laughs> you wrote a website, like you're not going to have a job. And I like looked over at what they had built and I'm like, my job security is just fine. Yeah. <laughs> this is not replacing people tomorrow. Yeah. But if you're already a, a good developer, you can leverage these tools and it and it gets rid of a lot of the cruft and like the scaffolding and the busy work. So mm-hmm. you can focus on writing like mission critical code. And yeah. it's really good at specific problems. So if you need to solve a very specific like sorting algorithm or um, some sort of mathematical formula, it can narrow in on that really quickly. And it can do very broad things like, you know, stitch together a basic website, but it can't do everything all at once. And Mm. that's really where you still need people. Okay. But maybe just continue taking a different spin of this same question, right? What do you envision? What do you feel like, you know, you're into sci-fi 
stuff too. I remember you always recommend me books to sci-fi and stuff. Like, what well, what's the next ten? Maybe skip the five. Let's go straight to the ten, fifteen, twenty years from now. What do you see? The life beyond coding. Like, what are all these codes bringing into the power of AI, robotic, or everything? Like, what do you imagine twenty years from now? What does that look like? For for example, for your job, whether it's a career or a life's situation. Uh, that's really interesting. Um, I mean, one, I'll just preface it with like predicting the future is really freaking hard. <laughs> That's it right? Yeah. Um, or at least completely right. So just for point of reference, 15 years ago, the iPhone came out. Yeah. Think about how much has changed since then, but also at the same time, like, yeah, this iPhone, like, takes better pictures and, like, the screen's better, but mm. in some ways it's the same damn iPhone. So, like... Mm. The things that I think we expect to change don't always, and the things that we just don't even think about, like entire platforms built on a social media thing on your phone, yeah. where you're like buying clothes through Instagram, like that's a pretty big jump to make from here's an iPhone, right? And or like you know the technologies that went into developing the iPhone have led to like better self-driving cars and things like that. So it's like, it's always hard to know where it's going to go. Mm -hmm. But at least in my mind, without a doubt, we've opened Pandora's box, right? It's not going away. Mm. Like AI is not going back in. I think it's going to change a lot of entry level jobs. Yep. Like, the stuff where you're entering forms, customer service, uh, not in-person customer service, but like telephone, email support, you know, instant messaging, that type of thing. I think it's going to drastically change the whole customer support landscape, um, which is good and bad. A lot of people are going to lose their jobs, I think, but also like those jobs suck. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, I think it's like most things in human history where if you were a person that made horseshoes in 1900, like you probably thought you were sitting pretty, right? Everyone's using horses in the city, yeah. like not a problem. And then you've got this loud, stupid, expensive thing on rubber tires that pop all the time. Like who's going to buy that shit? Like, but then 15 years later, you're probably out of a job. So it, but conversely, now there's a job as a tire maker or, you know, whatever, or a guy making the wheels for the car. So it ebbs and flows. So I, I think we're going to open up some job opportunities that we just aren't even aware of. And also, I think we're going to have to, like, because otherwise you're, you're going to have some pretty, like, shaky economics. But I don't know, for better or worse, uh, capitalism finds a way <laughs> to, to both take advantage of people and to support them. So I think the same thing's going to happen again. I just don't know how it's going to happen this time around. Mm. I think my job, at least for the next five, ten years, is probably still safe. Um, 
one of the things that I think is adding to that is that how little big tech companies actually have their shit together. Oh, be okay. Amazed. Yeah. Because to support these things, you need really good data and no one has good data. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> concur to that. I get that. I concur to that. Yeah. But, I don't know. Maybe my job will be cleaning up data to better support the AI. Yeah. Uh. They will oh, be God. slave to the AI then, right? Is that right. The, the ultimate being? I don't know. I mean, you know militaries around the world are already playing with this shit, right? Yeah. Like, so that part's a little terrifying. Um, yeah, I don't know. He, we're, we're a weird bunch humans. <laughs> so I'm, I'm interested to see the ways in which we leverage it and also terrified at the same time. Nice. So uh, maybe kind of like cast, you know, kind of wrap up a little bit here. You know, we talk about life, your family and your work. Uh, one thing, you know, I, I hope you get to keep up with was that your hobbies and stuff. Like what would be, what, what, what have you, I, I know back in the days you used to shoot, shoot uh, go to the range with Alex, yeah. you know, shooting and then. And then, you know, you had a nice little car, uh, the BMW, but then you, you traded off. The last time I visited you, you had a broken car that's ready to be fixed up her. I don't know, the Mercedes, the, 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 I don't know if that's gone too. Uh, oh, yeah. No, I still have that. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so let's see the shooting. Uh, I went once for the first time in like three plus years I holy say. shit dang uh, you just shot that off yeah so what happened is uh covid happened so everything shut down yeah and uh traditionally the people who shoot guns are more right-wing affiliated <laughs> <laughs> um, i didn't really want to go to the range with the bunch of angry Trumpers who were oh. wearing masks and bitching about that the whole time. Oh, okay. Um, so even did open, I didn't go. Okay. And then um, Stephanie got pregnant, and then we had Lyndon, and then that just completely, you know, fell off my priority list. Mm-hmm. Um, just like it, it, it wasn't something I wanted to do. I didn't have friends that were doing it. So there wasn't like any benefit to me to to do it. So I, I went randomly like a couple months ago with the Peps dads because uh, one of the guys there, he's originally from uh, Korea, and you know they don't have guns, and so yeah, yeah. Uh, which is probably for the better. But that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so you know he he was chomping at the bit to go. So I took the the dads and we all went and, and did that. Um, but yeah, that, that's the last time and I haven't really been like, oh, I need to go. Um, I've, I've been trying to be really, what's the word, like thoughtful and precise about what I'm spending my free time doing. Yeah. Just, you know, it's, it's super limited. Yep. Um, so if I'm not spending with Lyndon and then I'm also not spending it with Stephanie, yep. you know, like what am I doing? Yeah. And the majority of the time it's trying to still be social. So like, okay. You know, I, I have been trying to maintain the, the relationships that I do have. 
Um, but then, uh, all right, so this is, I bought a Porsche. Uh, <laughs> wait, when did this happen? Hold on, let me grab a water. Oh no, wait, I, I thought that's, uh, that's very recent. That has to be very, very recent, right? <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it was uh, like in the June. Oh my uh, god, dude. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. Wait, which one is it? Is that the, uh, which one? Yeah. I bought a, a Cayman. Oh, okay, man, like okay. The, yeah, let's see if I can find it. A Cayman. Is that the SUV? No, 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 no Harold Schiff. Oh, the, 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 oh, the, the two-seater, the Boxster, kind of? Yeah, it's like the Boxster, except it has, a like, a hard roof. Okay. I'm trying to find a picture one. Yeah, I think I kind of, but, but it's, uh, it's not the 911. Well, you step down from the 911, right? Well, well how do they rank? Yeah. Cayman? Boxer 911 or how, how do they rank of, of these three models? Uh, so the, the Cayman and the Boxer. Um, Boxer are the same, okay. roughly. Um, here, I found one I can just see. Different like. this, is mine, this, this is one that looks like mine. Um, Send out a Google chat. Okay, there, there you go. Let me see. Yeah. look at it. Um, but yeah, so I, I bought it for a really good price because the guy blew the engine on it. So Wait. Yeah. How is that good price is blew the engine? Don't you need a new engine? Yeah, so I bought a new engine and I pulled the old one out myself. So oh, the, you deal the mechanic yourself. That's crazy. I forget yeah. how much shit you know. Damn, dude, that sounds such a... That sounds like whatever that show does, you know, the, the car show, like the guys go fix up. I feel like that's always oh, like... Yeah, like so fucking yeah. a lot of work, dude. Good for mm-hmm. you. Damn. So wait, yeah. you bought this exact one? No, no, not this exact one. Mine just, this is the same year and the same colors. Okay. I just wanted to find one that was like similar. Yeah. So you, <laughs> how much did you buy for just out of curiosity before the engine? Don't... Yeah, uh, I bought it for 12500 Okay, that makes sense. It is a really good deal because it's just the engine got blew out and you just need to replace the engine. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. And wow. It was... Yeah, so... Cool. Anyway, that, that's been my summer project. Uh, so I've got the engine pretty much all back together now. I just got to pop it back in there. and So th- this has been my hobby. This is like my free time is like okay. taking out the engine putting in the new one. So, damn. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, have it done in like the next couple of weeks. That, that's the goal. Okay. So, so, June till now, two months. That's a good amount of time, but at the same time, you don't have a lot of free time. So, that's a good amount of. Right. Do, are you, did you bring in any friends or any mechanic to come check out with you before you pop this thing back on? Uh, um, no, because I already knew the engine was blown up. So okay. Like, Generally, you know, if I was going to go buy one like new, I would take it to a shop and have them do an inspection and like all that stuff, like just to get someone who like really knows the car. Mm-hmm. But because of the price and uh, the place he was keeping it, it was already on a lift. Okay. So I put it up in the mirror and was able to take a look at it. And um, just for the, the price, I was willing to like overlook a few things. Okay. Um, and, but, the guy already had it kitted out. It has like a roll cage. It has upgraded brakes. It has all the suspension stuff. It has like a full racing coilover set. Like 
Yeah, how's okay. a lot of the stuff that you done? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that that's been the project, and yeah, I I want to have it running before the weather completely goes to crap <laughs> and uh, sets the dogs all winter. Yeah. But, yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. That's exciting. That's good. Yeah, that's that's important. At the end of the day, you know, from all the, the from all everything I read and understood, just having a personal hobby, having a personal time to right. do things that you appreciate, finds meaning in it, kind of keeps keeps the keeps the keeps the motors going for us. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, hopefully, you get the car up and running, and then maybe next time yeah. I see you, you go give me a ride in it. Definitely. Oh, for sure. Dang. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's been an hour and a half now. I think that's a, a lot to talk about. I do have a lot of digest. And I, I do really appreciate you sharing a lot of stuff. And I'll, like halfway through the conversation, I already was reflecting to, especially when you go through your life to college and and then until now that brings a lot of my own reflection as well to just uh, how how we go through college kind of don't know what we want and then and then you know even me right i'm kind of like you that didn't it's like you know i jump around jobs and finally landed something like like i didn't really land landed my first corporate job until i was until i was at 2016 so we graduated 2010 so it took me like four or five years to kind of come a full cycle into what i wanted to do and then uh um yeah and then just a lot of the unknowns and keep changing uh yeah very interesting very 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 fun too just uh, a lot of time because you're probably going to be the closest person i can uh, related to a lot to when I talk to someone, right? We went to the same college. We, we, mm-hmm. you know, we, I was, we were partying a lot together. Uh, yeah. Practically the roommates for for a point because of, uh, you was staying oh, over nice. step <laughs> many times. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it's very uh, just a amazing journey, and and I'm very grateful to be continue to be able to chat about it and kind of revisit it in a different lenses. I never thought about it. When I start talking to you today, I'm like, that's interesting. I didn't thought about what we were going to talk about it too. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it's so, I don't know, it's kind of weird looking back at our lives. Like, I feel like already, you know. Yeah. Like, we are. So. I know. Yeah, especially when you say, you know, you how long you've been staff and the fact that I can come up with that year is because I know when you guys sort of originally got up, like, wow, shit, 2000, that's a long ass time ago. <laughs> I know, man. Dang. My, my, my mom sent me a picture the other day from, it's like a birthday party I think we had when we were living with Eddie and Tracy at the place in madison valley magic mansion or something <laughs> yeah, yeah and i looked at it and i was like oh my god both me and my mom look so young in it wow and i was just like holy crap and i was like Ugh, i feel it now like i for whatever reason that picture is just like it, it feels like real that you know that much time has passed so i really appreciate you uh 
making time and hanging out and getting to catch up with you. I, I feel like next time I need to come with uh, the script and I, I want to learn more about your, your side of the world. Uh, <laughs> this, you know, you and I know nothing about what's happening with you. So. Oh, no worries. I appreciate your time as well. You know, I know you're very busy and uh, it's great catching up and sharing and then being open about it too. It's, it's great to be able to just talk about anything that we want and, and kind of explore a lot of new new informations or revisit all informations so yeah right yeah we're the first person all right bye Layden. okay can you say bye to z he has to go can you say bye can you say bye bye z bye z bye bye stuff Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Curiosity Save the Dog. A hearty woof woof to our guest G for sharing his experience today. If you like what you heard, make sure to hit subscribe and drop us a review. Loving the show and want to put your paws on something interesting? You can nominate yourself or someone to be a guest on our show by email. Don't forget, Curiosity is the guy that takes us on incredible journeys. I'm your host, Z. Stay curious first, and see you next week.